for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. I have with me my entire party tonight, starting off with our druid. Hey, this is Clay playing Karak, the Arakoa druid. Our rogue. Hello, this is Elise playing Leonara, the furbog rogue. Our fighter. Hey everyone, this is Nick Asnalos. Our warlock. Hi, it's your boy Cody playing uh, Necro. Our barbarian. Hey guys, this is Ku playing Pahokwi, the Yak Folk Barbarian. And last but not least, our bard. Hey, this is Lauren playing Vala, the Asimar Bard. So when we left up, laughed off, left off, uh, the party had just arrived to help Necro with an issue that his patron, the Raven Queen, had said she was suffering. And uh, they arrived to her palace completely dead. There was no one present except in the main chamber. The Raven Queen sits on her throne, you know, unable to leave because she is being menaced by a large hulking humanoid that's all very fleshy and has like one particularly grabby looking arm. Uh, I believe I described that he has multiple like faces on his skin that sort of appear, groan, and disappear. Just sort of uh, gently amorphous, but overall quite human looking. Hmm. So roll for initiative. All right, Vala, what you got? I got a five. Okay. Pahokwi? 16. Necro? 16. Uh, okay. Nalus? 5. Leonara? That's another 16. Kurak? 13. Okay. So. Um, I probably have the highest decks out of the three of us. Okay, probably so, but I need not just your decks that probably is the highest, but also the decks of the other two people that you tied with. So, so Hokwe, what's your decks? 13. And, and mine's 17. 17? Leonardo, is yours higher than 17? Oh no, 16. Right. Oh, what up? Okay. Um, Nalos, you have dirt terrible uh, decks, right? Yeah, I have that baseline 10. And Vala, I assume you have more than 10 decks? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I have a 14. Okay. Okay, so the order is established. It is Necro, your first to act, just as it should be. Word. So as battle begins, um, obviously this thing is a threat. Uh, it's, you know, sort of daunting, 
uh, presence is like sort of aggressing towards the Raven Queen, and she sort of lays in her throne like almost at faint. Uh, and he raises his hand that sort of morphs into the shape of a battle axe and slams it into one of the many uh, mirrors of the room. And as it shatters, the Raven Queen screams and clasps one of her cheeks that you can see has fractured. The sort of she seems to be almost made out of porcelain or ice. Uh, and you can see that there's these huge cracks across her her exterior. And with that, with that uh, how far away is the guy from, from us? Maybe 50, 60 feet. All right. Well, I'm going to walk up about to where he's about 30 feet away. From- mm-hmm. I think that's all my... Actually, I guess that would be my action, because that's all my moves. Because I can't throw an attack, right? Sure you can. Oh, well, I want to throw an attack at him. Uh, I'm going to cast Blight. Okay. <laughs> and what does that do to him? Um, It drains moisture and vitality from it, so they must make a constitution saving throw. And the target takes 8d8 necrotic damage on a failed save and a half as much on a successful one. Yeah, I rolled a nat 1 on that, so go ahead and go ahead, roll boy. the damage, dude. Hold on, I gotta roll a lot of die. Oh shit, that's a 4th level spell. Yep, and that's on casting that. <laughs> Never mind. Um, this thing takes max damage. Nice. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. He just takes maximum damage from the spell. Uh, that's sixty-four damage. Yeah, he's just takes a chunk of sixty-four damage. Uh, so you can see that the flesh that, that it's on its exterior sort of like just shrivels up and almost looks like it's made out of beef jerky rather than flesh now. Uh, and it sort of reels as like this puddle of gross liquid sort of gets pulled out of it and scattered to- across the ground. Um, and you can see the cracks form in its now dried skin and it's a withering mass are a writhing mass of like tendrils and plant matter underneath its skin. Okay. Whoa, that's fun. That's what you get for touching my queen. It shrills in some sort of noise that only a bundle of vines and tentacles <laughs> under a jacket of flesh can sound like. Fucking gross. Fucking gross. Word. Well, it's, I'll, I'll end my turn there then. Yeah, good call, man. 64 damage ain't nothing to do. Right. Um. So, Leonara, you're up next. Alright. Um, I'm super grossed out and don't want to go near 
beef jerky monster. So is there any walls or anything that I can spider climb over to the Raven Queen to see how she's doing? Yeah, I mean, you could easily climb up one of the nearby walls to get a perspective change, but you wouldn't be able to do that and also get close enough to, like, do a medical check or anything on her. Um, okay. Well, I'd rather go closer to her and do a medical check or something. Um, so go up and... Oh, it wasn't bad. Let's see. Okay. It's a 16. Um, to do what exactly? I don't know. Just a medical check or see if I can, like, stabilize her or assist her or something. I mean, like I said, you're not able to, you're not able to do that. Oh. Why? Like, if you could, if you want to climb up along the wall, you can see her better because you want to look, like, through this thing's, like, space. But you won't be able to get close enough to, like, get a good look at her without, you know, a great perception check. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, then I will assist with uh, hurting this thing by going up to it and stabbity stabbing. Okay. Oh, that's a one on the floor. Okay. So you go up and just sort of like, like halfway, get too grossed to dedicate, and just kind of like, eh, no, no, I'm, I can't do it. Sort of a shaggy from Scooby Doo moment. Yeah, that sounds like me. All right, no, uh, Pahokwi, you're up. All right, I'm gonna rage. Mm-hmm. Um. Ready my glaive, and how far away am I? Like 50, 60 feet. To 60 feet. I mean, probably closer to 50, so what's your move speed? 40. And you have a reach weapon? Yes. So, yeah, you could hit him. I'm going to get into range and go for a nice uh, reaching sw- swing down and then up. Okay. Let's do some math here on this one. Six on the first hit. Okay. Six on the second hit. Yikes. Okay, so this thing is going to take a reaction to the three attacks that have come at it that have all missed. Um, Tendrils are going to lash out from its cracked skin and exposed interior and lash out and attempt to disarm both of you. No. So make a uh, dexterity saving throw. Fucking another nat one. Fuck. Um, I got a 12. Okay, you're both disarmed, and the vines wield your weapons now. Oof. That super duper sucks. Uh, 
Do you have any other action, Pokley? I don't think you... You just <coughs> raged. That's yeah, that's it. All right. Um, <clears throat> next <coughs> is the boss. So it is going to turn and recognize you all as the threats. Um, and it is going to turn your weapons on each of you. Uh, Pokwe, I assume an uh, 8 doesn't get you. Nope. But a 19 probably hits Leonara. That is my AC. Uh, defense wins here, so no, it doesn't. All right. Uh, so, yeah, it, it lashes with a pair of strikes from your own weapons as its tendrils sort of, sort of awkwardly swing your weapons, probably incorrectly, uh, in bad form. Um, but then it raise it brings down its fleshy, uh, great axe arm onto the ground between the two of you. Both of you make acrobatics or athletics checks. Sweet, net twenty. Uh, total of nineteen. Okay, so. As it brings its hand down, it sunders the, the, the ground that you're standing on and sort of erupts the stone and tile, um, clearly trying to either knock you all down with the force of the blow or just send the earth up into you for damage. But in either case, where where whether it's Leonara who pulls a Leon, uh, Leonidas, Jesus, um, oh my goodness, a Legolas, and like is stepping on tiles that are falling... Uh, or Pahokwi, who just sort of, like, stands your ground and just shakes the reverberations out of you. Uh, neither of you take any damage from the debris, nor are neither of you knocked prone. Ha-ha. Oh, yeah. My own crystal weapon. Uh, and with that, it's going to take a legendary action and redistribute the flesh from its arm back into its torso and then shoot a pod from its torso out from it about 30 feet ahead. So past the two um, melee people and just past Necro. When the pod hits the ground, it unfurls into a grassy wall that separates uh, the line of sight for the back half of the party and the front half of the party. So the people that are still at a distance can see like the back of the room, but this like almost like half dome of vines and um, like twisted plant life forms in the way. You can go around it, but like you can't see what's going on. Next is Karak. Yep. Uh, how... How wide? How, how how much do I have to move to get a line of sight around this thing? For you, particularly, not much. Ten yeah. feet off the ground, and you could probably see the majority of everything. But it's cool. like sizable width wise. It fills up a portion of the room, but it only goes like ten feet high. So, okay. Uh, well, then I'll I ascend. All right. <laughs> Uh, Pahokui was like 10 feet away. How close is Leonara? Uh, just as close. 
Okay. If not closer, I would say. She's right next to him, yeah. Hmm. Well, then. <laughs> All the spells I have are area of effect spells. Why do you hate her? <laughs> what? It's not that he hates you guys, it's that he likes uh, to hate people in a confined space. Yes. <laughs> I, I have never hit anyone with collateral damage in a spell before. Well, there was that one time where you erupted an entire courtyard while you guys ran through it. Well, yeah, but those were all intended targets. I never hit an ally with that's that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, don't, I don't think I don't think I did anyway. Maybe, maybe I did. Those weren't collateral. That was all intentional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, let's uh, let's get a little wet. Uh, I'm gonna cast tidal wave. Okay, what's that do? <laughs> um, uh, a wave crashes down on an area. Uh, so a tidal wave sweeps a, a 30 foot long area and the wave is 10 feet wide. Okay. Um, so if the Hoku's 10 feet away and the creature is the center of it, it only goes five feet away from the creature in either direction. So he should so be probably in it. But Leonara might get swept up. Okay. <clears throat> um, it's okay. You have to make a deck save with a DC of 17. Good luck. Nice. Oh. Sorry. You probably have like positive benefits to those saving. Yeah, cards. no. That's a 15. I'm close. But no. <laughs> you, you, you don't have a. Uh, or is that with your. No, that, that's you with yeah. my. My everything. Oh wait, it was a acrobatics. You said. No, oh, just wait, deck, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, no, still, still fifteen. All right, so <clears throat> Leonara fails, the creature fails, and the tidal wave crashes across um, the Raven Queen, but she is not bothered by any water or ice. So as it passes over her, the water that touches her freezes. Cool. Uh, so let's see. On a failure, creature takes 48, which is, and is knocked prone. And nobody succeeded, so I just won't read the rest of it. Yep. That's 11 damage. I wonder if this blob can be knocked prone. It probably can. No. And I also take that damage, right? Yeah, and yeah. you are knocked prone. <laughs> Sorry. With no weapons. <laughs> Yay. Don't worry. I don't have any weapons today either. Or Chesapeake. Yeah. Hmm. Gotta walk like a peasant. The fucking regalness of Nalos comes out 50 plus sessions in. Nah. <laughs> Alright. At least I'll have to carry her like a chicken. It's true. Yeah, so the tidal wave crashes by, uh, knocks down Leonara, damages her and the beast, 
Um, and the Raven Queen is unaffected. Sorry. Glug, glug, glug. It's just a tidal wave. It's not like the area is filled with water. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's just a small amount of water now. It's on the ground. It's fine. Don't worry about it. None of them are even grateful about being swept up in a tidal wave. It's not like water conducts electricity or anything. Right. Vala, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so there's a tidal wave, and the Raven Queen is unaffected, but the bad guy is in water? Well, he he got hit by a wave of water, yeah. So the water's disappeared? Well, it's dispersed. Okay. Not dispelled. Like, there's the there's a huge portion of this icy stone room that has been covered in a layer of wet, but there's, okay. a, like, a cube of water. Sure, sure. Um, I'm going to cast a hold person to try and um, paralyze this guy. Um, I'm going to give you the solid. This thing is not targetable by that spell. It is not a person. Oh, uh, it's it's humanoid, but it's not a person? I mean, it's its shape is overall humanoid-ish. Like, there are two stalks that it connects to the ground, but it, you can tell that this thing is not human or humanoid. Okay, okay. Well then, let me. Sorry, the the oven. Mm-hmm. Um. Instead, I will activate my um my bard ability. And I will command it because that's close enough. All right. So do you use your wings? Do you activate your wings and fly up to command it? Or do you come along to the, do you like to move to the side of the room to get line of sight on it first? Um, do I need, um, I'm trying to find the spell command. Okay. I mean, it's a 60 feet. Yeah, it's it's not that you aren't close enough. You just there's a wall of uh, vines and like plant life and like a half dome oh. between you all and it. So like Karak, he had to fly up to get line of sight on it. Yeah, yeah, I'll fly up. Okay. And then you command it. So that's just that's what uh, wisdom save. Um. Yes. It fails. What do you command um, it to do? I'm going to command it to uh, grovel, which means that it the target falls prone and then ends its turn. Okay. So um, it'll do that on its next turn, I think. So the target must succeed a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. Gotcha. 
So I don't think mine actually goes into effect until it, the creature has its next turn. Okay, so it has a chance to break this. Um, no, I don't think so. Because it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. I don't... I'm not sure yeah, if no, okay, it... you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's, like, worded weird, mm -hmm. but I think, like, the next time it takes an action, it has to follow my command. Yeah, no, that's totally okay. correct. Cool. All right, so you command it to grovel. All right. <clears throat> Nalos, you're up. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm going to look at this wall of plants that's in front of me and look up at my friends that can fly. <laughs> I'm going to let out a sigh. I'm going to run over to the, the side of this wall okay. so I can hopefully get line of sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to try out that nifty spell Firebolt again. Okay. Uh, and hope for the best. All right. Roll to hit. That's a 17. That will hit him, yeah. And, oh, D10s, this is like the best you've ever done for me. Uh, that's 18 damage. What? Yeah. It's a cantrip. 18 damage? Yeah. Oh. And level 5 cantrips get an extra of their damage die. So I rolled 2d10. That's right. That's right. Got 10 and but... 8. So I'm not going to make a stink about this right now because it's not doesn't matter. I'm uh -huh. not like really going to nickel and dime this situation. I've always interpreted that cantrips level up when that class hits those levels. Um, so you're only a first level wizard. Okay. So I thought I, that was uh, based off of just your character's total level. Yeah. So like I follow that and I'm cool with that interpretation, but I'm going to do some, some homework and make sure that that's the way it works. Okay. So for well, now let's roll with it. I'm cool with it. So 18 damage is what it is. I will only roll one for the next time. No, don't. Keep okay. keep. Let's be consistent. Okay. And uh, that's all I got. All right. Uh, the wall is going to take a reaction to you moving next to it. Oh. So you lose the fire bolt, and then the wall flops over and like almost like rotates one eighty, and then tries to engulf you. Make a okay. deck save. That's an 11. All right. You are now uh, surrounded with only a few feet on each side of you. Everyone else, you see Nalos get sort of like engulfed in this half dome that is now a regular, much smaller dome uh, trapping Nalos inside. This is unpleasant. It's a good thing this is all probably a dream. 
All right, with that, the initiative is going to reset. Necro, you're up. Um, is there any way I can like tele or telepathically connect with the Raven Queen to see her? Con- um, you know that she's fine. You can see that she is hurt by the wind, the mirror being broken. Um, but you can see that there are at least three more mirrors in the hall. So as long as they're not all destroyed, you think she'll be kept, she'll be fine. Okay, cool. Because I kind of felt like, dang, I may probably should check on her first. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, continue attacking this boss creature, um, and I'm going to send Elgic Blast. Uh, it. Okay. Roll to hit. Uh, just kidding. Uh, that was a three. Okay. And then the other one. Fucking two. Our rolls are great tonight. So I kind of just give him the finger guns that I usually do for my Eldritch Blast, but just nothing. Just like wisp of smoke just come out. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, I forgot to reload. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like open your palm and like throw some more Eldritch Blasts in your in your chamber. All right. Um, do you want to do anything else? Do you have anything on your bonus action or move action? Uh, yeah, I want to I fly in the air a little bit. Sure, hell yeah, why not? Icy wings. <laughs> the wing crew. Yeah. Back at it. Yeah, I can fly now, correct? So. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, as a player don't know, but you as a character have been watching him be ecstatic about it for days now. <laughs> and I'll end my turn. All right, Leonara, you're up. Alright, uh, what's it going to take for me to get my rapier, my two rapiers back? I guess just one, my one rapier back from him. As I say, he only took one weapon from you. Yeah. Um, just like grapple check? I mean... Or something? Yeah. So, um, let's just go ahead and just make a dexterity skill check. Twelve. Yeah, he beat you by a lot. Uh, um, all right, uncanny dodge, run away. What? What do you mean, uncanny dodge, run away? I want to. I guess uh, is that fancy footwork? Whatever lets me disengage without provoking an attack of opportunity. Well, okay, you're using terms incorrectly. So when you take the disengage action. Your movement for that turn does not uh, in, uh, provoke attacks of opportunity. And since you okay. only used a regular action this turn to, to try and grab your weapon back, you don't need to take any special actions to do that because as a rogue, you can disengage as a bonus action. Okay. Um, well, then I will do that. Um And then I just try to maneuver around the, you know, big old wall of plant there, blocking us. There isn't is anymore. That? It's just Ugh. like a small dome that has captured your fighter. Uh, 
Um, okay. Uh, oh, I want to be here. No, that, that's fine. I'll just, I'll wait till next turn and hope that I roll better to get it back. So what are you, so you're not doing anything then? You're just, you tried to grab your weapon back, you didn't get it, and you're just going to stand there? No, no, I, I still want to disengage and, and go back and okay. and regroup with the rest of the party. So, okay, you're over near Necro right now then? Yeah. All right, um, Pahokwi. Yeah. You're up. Okay, so the vine still has my weapon, correct? Yeah, your glaive. I would like to try to wrestle it from... Okay, go for it. Um, is this going to be like an attack roll, or is this like uh, an athletics just, deal? Yeah, just like what uh, Leonora just tried to do, why don't you go ahead and make a, a strength or dexterity skill check? Oh, you know it's going to be strength. Uh, 20. Yep. So, <clears throat> where Leonara failed, you succeeded. Um, you're able to grab your weapon with both arms and just rip the vines and break them uh, as you grab your weapon back. Hell yeah. Um, do I have any more actions after that, or is that You have my your action? bonus and your move. Okay. And I'm still close to him? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make my attacks. Well, you don't have your you don't have your regular oh, my. action. You have your bonus and your move okay. left. Um, I'm going to get out of reach of him. Okay. And use and just like keep myself ready. Okay. What's the matter? You don't get a hit by a spell. <laughs> um, you know, just I'm just thinking, thinking ahead. And that's my turn. Okay, so you just sort of back off, like, how much? Uh, 20 feet. Okay. Alright. It's the monster's turn. So it grovels as it was commanded to do by Vala. So it sort of, like, takes its two arm stalks or stump or columns of whatever and, like, puts them down. So it's got, like, all four of its pillar-like appendages touching the ground. Uh, and you can hear just like gargle some sort of weird noises. Uh, but it still takes its legendary action, which its sort of head ish that's like hanging low is going to get sucked into the torso. And then, um, a small, like, egg shaped bundle of vines is going to drop out of the middle of its torso and roll on the ground down the stairs. <clears throat> so it's about 10 feet away from Pohokwi now. And it's just going to sit there. It doesn't actually do anything. Hmm. All right. Th and then it, ends, then it ends its turn. It doesn't take any regular actions. Karak, you're up. Hmm. Uh... So I went up from the starting position, so I'm still like 50-something feet away from it, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, all 
and I'll I'll move uh, still in the air. I'll I'll take my my thirty and go uh, thirty towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh, I'll. I'll I'll, I'll tell Leonara, I'm super sorry about that. Healing word. Okay. <laughs> Let's see, this one D4. I'm going to guess at third level because I did a lot of damage. And healing word is very weak. Well, yeah, it has to be. Yeah. But it is one D4 plus my still casting ability, which that's actually six, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. <laughs> Nine health. All right. well, he that's only almost what I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yin and yang with some balance, some give and some yeah. take. <laughs> Except it's some take and then give most of it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm not within range to do anything with a regular action, so okay. I'll just, just chill on it. Okay. Do you want to hold that action? It, uh, I I will. I guess hold an action for uh, scimitar if I get something gets within range for me to hit it. Okay, so yeah, if if an enemy comes within five feet of you, you you'll attack it with your scimitar. Yeah. All right. Okay. Vala, you're up. You have eight turns of flight left. You're also still muted. You know me very well. I was already talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> um, so it is doesn't seem to be Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So the uh, command spell is only a, the duration is only one round. So right. um, it's not like a concentration. Yeah. Um, how surrounded is this guy? Oh, you, you guys know he's prone. So that means you have like advantage on attacks. Yeah, but neither of the melee fight fighters that were in range had their weapons on their turn. Okay. Um, how close are my companions to uh, this monster? The closest companion to him is uh, um, uh, Pahokwi at twenty feet, and the Raven Queen is like ten feet on the or five feet on the other side of him, but. She's probably impervious to whatever you're going to try and do. Cool. I'm going to try Thunder Wave. Let me find it in my book. Uh, the, the, the cube on that Thunder Wave are, or originates yeah. on you. Shoot. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of Shatter. 
We have bad timing with this oven thing. Right. Okay. Yes, I'm gonna do shatter. Um. Sorry about the beeping. It's fine. We're perfectly at 40 minutes. I'll be able to grab it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do shatter. Okay. So and you, you that pick a is within 60 um, feet. What? So you pick a, a 10 foot sphere. And, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm going to uh, avoid the Raven Queen. Okay. Um, and uh, they must take a Constitution saving throw. He's gonna nail that. Okay. Um, still takes half damage. Um, on a failed save. Ooh, um, a creature made of inorganic materials such as stone, crystal, or metal has disadvantage on the saving throw. Right, it, it is not. Okay. So, let's see. Nine plus seven, so 16. So that's eight damage. Okay. Plus um, two radiant damage. Right. Cool. And I didn't half that, correct? Because it's a separate damage? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Just wanted to be above board. No, you're good. Um, and that's my action. I don't think I have any... Um, okay. Anything else? Okay. Great. <clears throat> Next up is Nalos. You're encased in a dome of weaved vines that writhe. Okay. Well. I want to point out it's kind of fucked up that not a single person in your party did anything about this. It's because Chesapeake's not here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I. If she was trapped in here with me, like. <laughs> I am a little sorry. That's, that's okay. It's fine. I, I was it's not like the... actively hurting you, though, right? Right. right. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> well, you would cry out. I'm going to think about all those times I've seen us throw sticks in the campfires <laughs> while we're traveling. I'm going to try Firebolt again on this wall and see if I can get it to go away. Okay. I had to get my glaive back, man. <laughs> uh, so I'll just make an attack roll to hit a wall. And that's... 23. Okay. Uh, and that is 10 damage. Alright. Um, I'm going to roll percentile dice. I've rolled them. Uh-huh. Do you, you think I rolled 51 or higher to 100, or did I roll 50 or lower? I think higher. Wrong. I rolled 49. So Damn. the firebolt ricochets off of the vines and scorch marks repeated places, but you firebolt yourself. Ow. So take that damage. Okay. And, uh... 
I'm gonna like rub the scorch mark on my arm where I've hit myself now, and uh, bonus action, second wind. Okay. <laughs> Is this what I've been doing to people? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh, and I got it all back. Oh, good. Okay. All right, lesson learned, sort of. And uh, that's it. All right. All right, the initiative resets. We go back to Necro. Um, okay. Um, uh, can I shoot an Elgic Blast at the the Vine Dome that's encasing Vala, uh, Nala? You can if you want, yeah. Yeah, I'll shoot it because the we got we got to rescue our boy. Uh, nope, never mind. That one. Okay. <laughs> what about the second bolt? Ooh, second one was eight. All right. So the first bolt ricochets off of the dome, just like Dalos's fire bolts did from the inside. Um, ever okay? Hold on. Necro, I have rolled a pair of percentile dice. Do you think I rolled 51 or higher, or do you think I rolled 50 or lower? 50 or lower. Wrong. I rolled exactly 52. Fuck. All right, so this is going to ricochet across the room, and... No shit. All right, well, it ricochets and hits the boss. That's fucking randomness for you. That's right. Nice. So go ahead and roll damage for both of those, since they both happened to into a target. Uh, 16. Um, For one of them was 16, or? Uh, No, for both, because it's 1d10. Okay, so... It was 1d10 and then 1d10. So I guess, can I just split them evenly to the dome and then to the creature? Yeah. Okay. You you see, Nalus, you see a hole get punched into the dome and then you can see that the hole came from Necro and the, the vines seem to be slowly regenerating that patch. Okay. Maybe I'll be able to climb out on my next turn. Alright. <clears throat> Leonara, you're up. Alright. Um, I'm going to take out my longbow that I don't think I have ever used, but had to have just for situations like this, um, and just try to now shoot at the gross thing. 19. That hits. Roll damage. Yay. Oh. That's a big old four. Okay. And you added your dex to that, right? Yep. Okay. So, Pokwe, you're up. All right. 
So, uh, Nalus is still in his bubble, correct? Yes. Poke, we smash. Okay, so you're going to run over to the dome and give it a pair of hits? Yeah. Alright, go ahead. Uh, not 20 on the first hit. Okay. And the second? 15 on the second. So... What's your maximum damage? What, what so you you crit? What's max damage for you? Um, just a second. Eighteen. Okay. So yeah, you probably had the idea to come up and like put a pair of cuts into this dome. That would, like, be a nice little door flap. But instead, you just fucking overhead smash. And just with the the shearing force, not the cutting force, you're just, like, bludgeon through the dome and rip down a portion of wall. uh, And it's thrown to the side. So, yeah, knowledge. There's a sizable hole with Pokey on the other side for you to get out. Oh, thanks, guys. I'm going to give him a little punch on the shoulder when he comes out. Okay. All right. The boss takes its action. So the boss is going to stand back up uh, and, like, grab a piece of its dried flesh and throw it onto the egg. uh, Like, shape of vines. That the egg, the skin sort of then stretches across, and the egg bounces up into the air and shoots tendrils in almost every direction, catching everyone that's in the air. Everyone that's flying right now or is above the ground, t- uh, make a deck save. Okay. It's 14. Okay, Necro. 18. And Vala. I got a 15. Okay, so only Necro is going to be able to dodge this explosion of vines. The other two of you are going to be slammed down onto the earth, suffering 12 bludgeoning damage. And are dragged 30 feet closer to the egg. Yeah. Mm. So, Karak, that's going to put you right next to the egg. Mm -hmm. Vala, you're about still 15 feet away from the egg. Okay. So, are are the vines that grabbed us binding us at all? You're restrained. Restrained. And is that like, um, like like a strength or an acrobatics check? Um, uh, to get out of it? Yeah. Um, let me pull up Restrained real quick. I should have this ready, but I don't. I mean, I was just, yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, it's a it's a regular condition. Um, okay, uh, so... Creature's speed becomes zero. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Yeah, so you could... You could make an escape check on your turn, which is an acrobatics or athletics, 
to remove that, but that would be your regular action to do so. <clears throat> All right, so you guys are both slammed down on the ground, 12 damage, out, dragged in. Uh, ne um, Necro, you're fine. You're able to sort of deftly or happenstance fly your way around. Or maybe it just didn't go for you as intensely as the other two. Hard to say. But ten, ten, uh, viney tendrils shot in every direction into the air. Um, and Karak, you're right next to the egg. It's going to open like a mouth and try and bite you. Ugh. Gross. Well, that's a 23, so I'm pretty sure that's a hit. Yeah. All right. You suffer... I rolled four dice. I want to make that clear. You take six damage. Uh, okay. I rolled four ones. <laughs> it's a That's bad incredible. feel. It's a bad feel. But yeah. uh, you're lucky. I'm glad that like, these really <laughs> terrible rolls are are on both sides of the, yeah. the DM screen. It's, the, it's the, the, the ones of Damocles over here. <laughs> That was good. Thank you. Um, so yeah, no, you're bit, you're bit, and now you didn't make a con save. It's uh fourteen. Okay, you are not poisoned. Yay! Because you you could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. Yeah, like you made that save by one. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so your bit dragged in, uh, Vala. You're also dragged in, but not as close. Um, Necro, you're good. Everyone on the ground was not targeted by that attack, so that was his legendary. He's gonna take his regular action and run towards uh, Leonara and attack you with your own jab, with your own rapier. And that's a uh, 26 to hit. Yeah. And that's a D8 or is it is is it a D6 for rapier? I don't I can't yeah. Okay. You take 7 piercing damage. And then it's going to um throw your rapier at one of the other mirrors in the room and shatter that mirror. To which the Raven Queen screeches in pain as another series of fractures score across, like, her legs. I don't know. <clears throat> Alright. Karak, you're up. Okay. Hmm. I probably don't want to hit myself with a spell. Mm -hmm. Probably be bad. 
All right. Uh, flame blade. Okay. You're just going to go for it? Just going to give him a flame blade okay. <laughs> and uh, make an attack, which I have disadvantage on. Right. Against this mouth, ball mouth thing. Cool. Uh, uh, 17, that doesn't matter. 14. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, so, 17. Yeah, you hit it. Roll damage. Okay. That's a 3d6, I think. Where's my Where's my card? Yeah, 3d6. Okay. Eleven. That's enough. Yeah. No, you just like in a in a huff, bring your fiery blade down on uh, the egg, and the the fire scorches and cuts and kills it. Yeah. And the take that egg. <laughs> no, no egg for this trying times. Nice celebratory alchemy flask, or well, jug. But with that, the vines that bind you and uh, Vala go limp. It will just take um, a full move action to get out of them and back standing. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I'll stand up and get out of them with my move action. Okay. And end my turn. All right. Vala. So you can use your move action without taking a skill check to get out of these binds and just stand up again. Alright, I definitely want to stand up. And what's the range on on the big dude? Maybe 10 feet. Okie dokie. And uh, I have some buddies close by, right? Yes. Hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to. Oh shoot! I'm going to use command again. Okay. And I'm going to be like, "How dare you? I thought I told you to grovel." And I think it, it was a wisdom saving throw, right? Uh, yeah, it failed it again. Sweet. Um, so I used up my whole move, right? Yeah, your whole move yeah. action to get back onto your feet, your bonus action to command. Cool. So you have your regular action still. Uh, command is a full action, I think. You were telling me that in your sort of activated ability, you can command every turn as a bonus action, wasn't it? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I was just looking at command... I didn't realize it was a bonus action. Well, let me just check real quick. College of Glamour. Yeah, at sixth level. So did you have your mantle of majesty on? Yes. Okay.
Yeah, okay, so it lets you cast command without using a spell slot at bonus action speed on each of your turns. The mantle only lasts for a minute, so you only have three more minutes of it, or three more, seven more rounds left of it. Yeah, okay. Um, cool, so I'm going to command as a bonus action, and then I still have my full... Regular action, um, yeah. But you can't cast a spell with it. That's okay. Unless it's a cantrip. I will uh, crossbow this dude. Yeah, let her rip. All right, so I roll d8. Well, you have to roll d20 to hit it first. I mean, I'm sorry, a, a d20. And then I add Your my proficiency, tech, yeah. which, which is two. So I got an 18. Your attack bonus is only two? Um, I mean, that's what I wrote down here at the beginning. What, should, what's my attack? It should be your proficiency plus your dexterity. Proficiency is three. Dexterity is two. So okay. Five. So I got a 21. Yeah, that definitely hits. Roll damage. Cool. So that's, uh, what kind of crossbow is it? A heavy crossbow or a light crossbow? Um, all I wrote down was crossbow. Okay. I would assume it's a light crossbow. It's 1d8 piercing damage. Yeah. Okay, that's correct. And it's 1d8 plus dex. So. Oh, I didn't write that. Maybe that's what the plus two means. Ask Lauren didn't do a very good job. Um... So that's plus two, that's ten, plus my radiant. Okay, so plus one. So uh, that is an eleven. Eleven damage? Yes. That's impossible. You said it, it's. You said I add two to yeah. my damage, right? So it's eight. So I rolled an eight, right? And plus then plus two. two, and then plus one from my radiant damage. Sorry, I forgot about the radiant. I was like, "How are you doing?" Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> All right, uh, believe it or not, that's gonna that's gonna kill it. So yeah. So you command this beast to kneel, uh, and then just sort of like draw your crossbow like a gangster, <laughs> and just like just turn it sideways, execution style. Let's go. And you manage to pull the trigger before the crossbow bolt falls out. <laughs> and just this this radiantly imbued crossbow bolt just slams into its side, and the beast just like gurgles a nasty something sound and then just falls limp to the ground the vines all begin to wither away that were still part of the dome or the egg or whatever um I would like to lift Lauren's character up with a cheer that was awesome. I'm 100% on board with this. 
All right. Um, the moment that you guys are sort of embracing the cheer of this, a sharp, icy wind cuts through the room uh, and dispels everyone's present ex- uh, presence except for uh, Necros. Um, so you guys all sort of wisp away back to your bodies. Because remember, you guys were like a spectral version of yourselves. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, Such a weird dream. <laughs> uh, and Necro, the icy wind sort of doesn't hurt you whatsoever, but it dissipates after everyone else is dispelled. Uh, and you see the Raven Queen sort of, you know, fixing, like just her hand caresses her skin and the, the cracks dissipate. Um, and you can see that uh, the mirrors are beginning to reform across the room. And she beckons you towards her. Uh, I'll walk towards her. Uh, she stands up from her throne with just sort of like smoothing the last crack in her cheek away. And she smiles uh, and bows ever gently her head, like just the littlest bit. And says, you have served me well, Pack being Your friends are reliable. I would hold them close. I have booned you recently, but I will do so again, but not now. My power must rest. When you next need me, think of me dearly and crush this what I give you. And she put, she grabs your hand and places a small marble of ice in your palm and says, crush this and think of me. And when things are dire, I will be there for you as you were for me. And with that, she sort of, like, pulls her hand up to her lips and blows a cold wind at you, and you're dissipated back to your body. And and wake up with a start. (sighs) You can feel this. That was an icy dream. (laughs) And that icy dream manifests, and you can feel a coldness in your palm. I'll open up my palm and do I see the icy marble? Yes. Dope. I'm gonna um I'm just gonna put that I'm just gonna put that away real quick before mm-hmm. I leave. <laughs> so I'll put it in my pouch wherever my pouch is located in the room. Gotcha. Alright. Alright, my backpack. So the rest of the night, do do people sort of wake themselves up from that, or do you guys just sort of sleep the night in? Sleep. Yeah, probably sleep. Okay. okay. Yeah, rest up. Uh, sure. I'm gonna work out for about an hour or two and then go back to sleep. Can't have your ghost body getting more buff than your real body, right? Oh man, was this one of those moments where we could have had like a dream body? No. <laughs> Damn it. I could have been so buff. <laughs> I, just, I can just see, like, and you guys manifest the way you think of yourselves, and Pahopi is 65 feet tall and has muscles the size of mountain ranges. Like, I said dream body, not actual body. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, so you guys wake up the next morning. It's the same as every other day. You had told the sisters what you wanted them to go and do, uh, but they said that they needed a week. So that time still needs to pass. 
So with that in mind, you guys have all completed your little mini adventures for every character. I hope that's brought some closure to your guys' character arcs. Um, I know it has for some of you. Um, but we are at the point in this campaign now where we're about to do a time skip. Where we're about to go two and, two and some change months into the future until the spring. When the last sort of leg of Chet's plan to bring, you know, make Felwyn Kingdom a paradise. So have you guys been thinking on what you want to have your characters do during that time frame? Because, yeah. like, small side note, everyone leveled up. Yeah. Woo. Oh, yeah. So let's just take the rest of tonight's session, the next, like, 40 minutes, uh, and talk about what every character is going to be up to during that time. I want to learn Dwarven. You want to learn Dwarven? Okay. Cool. One of us will actually know it now. Um, if you want to learn skill proficiencies or language proficiencies or toolkit proficiencies, you can do that. Um, but you can do two. So if you want to learn Dwarven, pick another skill or language or something to also learn during that time. Um, can I spend some time working on my business? with dwarves so that I am learning uh, both dwarven and working on my Twitter business. Um, if that's what you want to do, then sure. But you will make uh, a thousand gold during that time. Oh, sweet. Okay. And do I become fluent in dwarven? Yes. Yay. Alright, does anyone else know what they're going to be doing for the time skip? Uh, so I remember you talking about it, but I completely forget the kinds of things you said we could do. During so you can endeavor enough time to gain a level, to learn a couple skill proficiencies, to um, you know, work and make money, uh, you know, train yourself to be proficient in more stuff, like, you know, skills and such. Uh, you know, those are the, the main options. But if you had, like, another thing in mind, I'd, of course, be willing to work with you on it. So, like, what would you want to be working on? Hmm. Like, maybe someone for, like, some of you spellcasters, if you wanted to, like, you know, train with Chet or one of the other spellcasters in the capital, like, maybe you could learn a couple spells. Hmm. You know, like, use your RP consciousness. Like, you guys have some pretty sweet connections. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's three months, you said, is how long? About three months. A little About less three. now, but yeah, three months. Okay. Um, so since we have connections, I assume we have connections for, like, ease of travel. Well, I mean, think about all the people you guys have encountered in your journey. Like, those are your connections. Like, okay. Um, I would like to return north to my village for a return, like, check-in home. Okay. Visit my father and my family, and 
I would like to spend the time on the way if there's any hero work to be done. Okay. Uh, I would like to do it, and when I'm there, I would like to spend the time uh, training with my father and maybe like that new got the new um, yak folk that I saved. Okay. Um, if they've made it back and uh, communing with my ancestors. Okay, so just overall training? Yeah. So let's go. It's going to be a montage. Yeah, sure. So, you know, you go and do that. You know, you you take, you get, you get like the, the basic supplies to, to have like a little caravan that goes up and back. You take almost a month, like less than a month to get there. You spend about a month there. You spend a little less than a month to get back. Um, and during that time, you gain a level in Barbarian. Awesome. Uh, so I got another level? Yeah, so you 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 from where you are have gained two levels. Uh, you know, the you find that the yak folk that you sent up there have been accepted into your tribe, um, and are doing very well. Okay, and um, do I find out in that time the name of the blonde one? That yes, his name. Uh, it was a he, right? Yeah. His name is Kule Murdesh. Okay, can you spell that? Yeah, K-U-L-A-Y M-U-R-D-E-S-H Okay, I'll just put it there for notes. And uh, I would like to become uh, friends with this person over my... if possible. Yeah, and he has sworn his life to you and your house and has already sort of ingratiated himself into your family members lives fantastic um pretty much you know he's willing to travel and be a retainer moving forward awesome so once you return from your adventures in Felwind, you'll basically have like um, fuck. Who's Gilgamesh's buddy? Enkidu. Yeah, he's basically an Enkidu to your Gilgamesh. Awesome. I'm so happy about that. Yeah. Alright, who's next? Uh, if nobody else knows, you good? I, I kind of do. Alright. Um, so I guess I would check on when my weapon is ready. Yeah, within a week it was done. Okay. Um, I'll get the specifics from that from you. Yep. Um, and then I'd want to go to the lake. Okay. Uh, spend a few days just checking on the villages around there. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm going to swim to the bottom. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to probably spend most of that time studying um, from whatever the dragon had left in their library. Okay. Probably trying to gain like a level of wizard again. Sure, for sure. Um, but 
would I also be able in the middle of that to try and search that place for uh, anything that might have been left by Gilbert? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, you definitely find, you know, his belongings. Um, okay. So if I found those, then I would want to uh, write a letter to the Lord Cutane and probably like before before we go back at like the end of you know the winter um i would go and just give that directly to one of his servants the letter mm -hmm. and gilbert's belongings okay. um i wouldn't want to disturb him because i think he's kind of done with us but uh, I would I would hand all that over to a servant to have brought to the Lord Cutane before okay. going home. So you spend a lot of time training and plundering uh, the former dragon's home, mm -hmm. and yes, you you find um, enough study material to give yourself a level of wizard, and you do sort of you send. Uh, Lord Katain, the belongings of his former son. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. That's, that's it. Alright. Who's next? Who knows what they want to do with their time skip? Um, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Go ahead. No, you go first. Um, okay. Well, um, I want to... Um, oh, let me, let me tell you what the sisters find first, because that might influence you. Oh, sure. So they found out that uh, it was a rival... So Chet has been sort of manipulating and sending stories of your valor and talent into the ears of great Yao of the great city Yao and gray song and a couple of other um, bards were like, who's this upstart trying to like move in and be a famous person out of nowhere. And they decided they would just pay gray song to come and kill you to not have to worry about you basically encroaching on them. Um, and the sisters made it clear that you were not to be messed with. They uh, found the people who paid him to have you killed. And they made it clear that he was killed in his attempt. And if it is attempted again, it could be seen as an act of war. And the great city of Yao would certainly, certainly string up and execute a couple of um, hoodwink like hoodwink, you know, would be um, murderers uh, mm. rather than risk war with a small kingdom like the kingdom of Felwind. Okay. So, needless to say, that threat to you is gone. Okay, that does change my plans slightly, but not drastically. Um, I'm also going to go on a journey. Um, and I'm going to go to 
the great city of Yao mm -hmm. to that's where the Bard College is, correct? Yes. So I'm going to go to the Bard College and um, I really want to work on I, I want to distill, you know, my experiences into an epic. Okay. But um, in order to do that, I really want to study. So I'm going to go to the Bard College and um, passion my my favorite coin to um, for um, an apprenticeship and training with the best, you know, um, bard they have. Okay. So yeah, you are taught by some by some of the best of the best in Yal. Not only do you gain a level in Bard, but your proficiency goes up. Awesome. Um, super cool. Okay. Um. And yeah, I think that's kind of what I had in mind. Um, I ideally I'd like to come out of this like intensive apprenticeship. Like it wouldn't necessarily end after these like three months, but right. Right. it would be nice if I could come out of it with um, sort of a, a rough draft of my, or a, a strong thesis um, of the, the sort of epic poem of our our exploits absolutely um with the final chapters yet to be written and you have absolutely been like agreed on deals with people who will use their printing press or akin to that device to help you manufacture you know books of this poem cool um Okay. Is there any, I, I assume that kind of takes my, my whole time gaining a level in bar and yeah. increasing my proficiency is like, that's a lot. So yeah, but you are yeah. using your favorite coin to achieve that. Like, yeah. So yeah, that, that certainly would eat up your, your time. Okay. All right. Who's next? Uh, so I was thinking if possible, um, to travel and learn what I can about what Roderick the Pitless, what, what he's been up to. Yeah. Or like if he can teach me what, like anything magical that he does, because I really liked his character and like the creations. Okay. And it, it was super fascinating to me because I like a good mystery. Okay. All right, so I've got um, a plan for that. For the... Like, since uh, we've, I met the character, I was like, oh, I hope I get to interact with him. Uh, so you and I can work this out after session tonight because I have an idea and I want to make sure that you're cool with it. Word. All right. <clears throat> so... Uh, who's next? Karak and Nara, I think, are the only people. Nope, Nara went first, so Jet, just Karak. Uh, 
I want to seek out the clerics of uh, Felon Capital and uh, learn under them for a time. The clerics of, of where? Of Felwind. Okay. You want to pick up a level of cleric? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's a cool direction I didn't expect. <laughs> yep. Right on. Vata twist. You know. <laughs> you know, roam around the capital and go to the uh, the cleric store and uh, pick up some cleric buddies and mm-hmm. uh, tell them to teach me their secrets or I'll kill them <laughs> or not because I'm not like that. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, no, you absolutely like you. You <laughs> do you know what god you'd want to be? Like, have you figured that all that out yet? Uh, n- not really. Okay, well, th- we'll we'll work with that until you know yeah. between now and the next session to get that all drawn up. So yeah, but yeah, no, you easily pick up a level of cleric. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to do? Because everyone else who's took on a level has gotten like something in addition to that. I am not sure. <laughs> okay. Well, then a level's, I mean, a level's good. So, yeah. all right. So, yeah, you pick up a level of cleric. Knowledge, you picked up a level of wizard. Uh, Vala, you picked up a level of bard. Pogli, you picked up a level of barbarian. And Leonara and Necro did not pick up levels, um, but Leonara got stacks of stacks on stacks. <laughs> And Necro is going to get some cool forbidden knowledge that will show itself next session. So with that, um, I don't want to even start the time skip uh, until we have a fresh you know, session to work with. So with that, <coughs> I'm going to go ahead and bring our session to a close. And uh, of course, Necro, stick, stick on by. And uh, we'll go ahead and record what that is, what you're going to get but without the rest of the players here. So just stay with me. Uh, So I've been your host, Dungeon Master Kenny. We had our bard. Uh, This has been fun. This is Vala. Our barbarian. Hey, guys. It's Poke. We see you next week. Our warlock. Hey, it's your boy, Cody. Check you next time. Our fighter. Everyone, this has been Nick Asnalos. Thanks for listening. Our rogue. Hi guys, see you next week. This has been Elise. And our druid. Uh, now, uh, 5% cleric. Right. <laughs> that's gonna get, that's gonna get rough. Alright, so, alright everybody, Good night. thanks for coming out. Alright, I think they're all gone. Necker, are you still here? Yep, I'm here, buddy. So, you take your time, and you travel, and you chase down Roderick the Pitless's trail. He doesn't leave a very particularly hard one to find. Um, so you find him, and you say, I want to know what your deal is. I want you to teach me your ways. And he's really resistant at first, and he doesn't want to teach you what he does. But your persistence and, you know, earnest nature sort of wears on him. And one night... He sort of like 
beckons you to send darkness over to him. And he says, I can teach you how to put a soul into darkness. Like my, my, my familiar. Yeah. You're packed to the chain. Okay. Um, familiar. That's darkness, right? Yes. So he's like, I can teach you how to make him sentient. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm totally into that. Okay. So he teaches you the process and he like you and him go and find uh, some recently deceased people at a morgue and him and, you know, 29 or, you know, the, the, the other creatures or beings that he has with him help you, you know, get the body to a, a safe location and he performs the ritual himself. But you see him sort of talk to the dead body and sort of coerce and say, you know, do you want to come back? I can give you a body to come back to and you can live, but you must serve. And then he like points to you. You have to serve him until he dies or you die. But you'll get to live again. And you can sort of like not hear the soul respond, but you get the idea that he agrees. Okay. And so he like sort of reaches into this corpse and pulls out the soul and pushes it into darkness who has always obeyed you like, you know, like an automaton, but now is infused with the personality and the character of just a man who takes the moniker of dark. So, Super cool. yeah. <laughs> um, make a small second character sheet for a level one bard, but use the stat block for your raven. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> I want you to take the time and read the ranger. Or, you know, I can just walk it with you. Um, Ranger has a Beastmaster subclass. And the big thing with them is they get this pet that they can command to attack stuff. This character, Dark, is now is still your familiar, and he obeys all the rules of being your familiar. So if he gets killed, you can just take 10 gold and an hour and, and summon another one. But it's still him. Um, and you can converse with him and he can talk to you and he has a personality and a character um, that I'll role play as but kind of oh. like how um, Han and Chewie like only they can understand each other really um, the other players will not be able to understand Dark when you talk to him okay um, but you essentially have a level one monk trapped inside the body of a bird as your companion and you can send him to go attack stuff and he won't just do one damage and you said monk not bard yeah monk sorry I don't know if I said that before sick so yeah look up level 1 monk give him all the class features and stuff that that has 
and uh, we'll work on his stats and stuff. You know, right in right in what a Ravens is, and we'll make sure that he doesn't suck total deck because I want this to not feel like a total penalty. Yeah, for sure. But that's that's what you get for tracking down um, Roderick. Your your familiar Raven is now a sentient level one monk. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> Word. I'm I'm very happy with it. Sweet. I'm glad. I'm this glad. is super dope. Yeah. Um. And if you want to like adjust his appearance or anything like that, that's totally you. You can have all the creative freedom you want with that. Um. We can even say he's a little bit bigger now, you know, because he's kind of you know not just a small bird. You know, he's a little more grandiose than that. Mm-hmm. So, play with it create it what you want it to be and then let me know what you got and then we can work through it make sure that it's fair and no one's gonna feel like they got cheated sounds good buddy all right man thanks for sticking around for after the session i hope you like what you got i'll see you next week. i'm very happy yeah i'll see you next week buddy cheers cheers